Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, we hunt the world, and you can too. Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level? Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? But didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Brian Maiman, co-founder of Rolling Bones Outdoors. And uh, in our traditional order, to my left, Brian Mountain Man Martin. I like that. Brian Mountain Man Martin. Uh, Brian Mountain Money. Mountain Man, Mountain Money, Martin. <laughs> I like that. That's really good. And then across from me is uh, Dr. Brad, DDS, Brad Dana, and uh, which is always good because if you have a tooth crushed in the wilderness, it's nice to be in there with uh, um, uh, Doc Holliday. Uh, he'll be your huckleberry. I'll be your huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know that was going to come? That was really good. So, hey, today we're talking about, this is a good one, and I'm, 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 I'm super interested in hearing Brian. You know, we've been getting some comments that they just love uh, listening to Brian Martin and, and the, uh, the depth of knowledge no, that no. he has. No, no, no. no. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> exactly. Because if you haven't used an angled spotter, you just, if you don't like it, you just haven't used You've one. You've never used one. There's no other reason why not to. So, no, his opinions have been there, done that, um, are super, super accurate. And uh, um, I know your good friend, not to name drop, but your good friend, Randy Newberg, said it best. And that you really have been there, done that, and won the T-shirt. And we're so fortunate to have you be a part of it. Brad and I just love to sit and listen to you all the time. But today we're going to do it on cameras, battery packs, how to, how to support all your digital assets in the field with the new phone scopes. There's a, there's a, a plethora of those, um, the battery packs. And I know, Brad, you're, you're really versed on a lot of this, too. And it's, it's fun for me to share these two guys because they really are gearheads. And I thought Brad was a gearhead until I met Brian Martin a few years ago. And then that went uh, to, I, I was like, Brad, you are shamed. Uh, you don't even hold a stick next to this guy. And you, well, and I can't carry as much crap either. <laughs> I mean, the, the, some of this is a self-preservation deal. Right. Well, the other thing is, is, is you had to pass and get through dental school. And uh, Brian was an engineer. Actually, he had to learn a lot too. I don't know. He's just got a brain for this stuff. And it's pretty crazy, but uh, I can't wait to I can't wait to hear what he has to say about all this stuff. And I know here I guess here's my point to this. At the end of the day, here's what I did. I, I take your guys' lead on this, and it's helped my packing style and my approach to hunting in every day and everywhere I go because you guys have transcended this information to me, and that's what I hope to to do to you sitting there listening today is to have you go, man, this made me better. So anyway, I'm going to turn it over to great Brad Dana and uh, mountain man Brian Martin. I think I like mountain money, Martin. Mountain money, Martin. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Brian, how many cameras and... and and camera because right now we're in the day and age of you have to have uh, electronic support so even more important than your cameras because we bring two three cameras at a time um and then battery packs to go with it that what we used to do is we used to have that big monstrous thing 
that we'd put uh, D, uh, D batteries in. And that worked pretty good for us for a long time until we got uh, into these rechargeable battery packs. Literally in seven years, the entire industry has changed with these little packable battery packs. Yep. And the other thing is, is the digital camera size and the quality of it. What we can get now on a phone scope and a phone, it, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. Phone cam or is what phone we cam, all right. use, I think. And we, remember, seven short years ago, we took a big, we, we bought a Monster. camera that you sat on your shoulder and was the size of a football and a half. Right. Now, if you have a camera with this 4K stuff that's bigger than uh, half the size of a volleyball, you're, you're, you're right. an idiot. You're using antiquated product. Yeah, you don't have quite the same outputs and inputs, and you can't have two cards in some of these that we're using now. But that's, I mean, you're not giving up anything. I mean, you're giving up. You're giving up a ton of size and uh, some low light performance, but there's a lot of cameras out there now that are so small that have phenomenal low light performance too. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So Brian, I'm 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 interested. I'm excited. Here you go. Well, it depends if you're trying to film professional or hobby. Um, you know, if you're trying to make a big, I mean, then you still got to have some of the bigger lenses in that. But there's some if you just want to do self filming for your own personal hunting, you can go really light now. Um, our, my first camera we started out with was, um, a GL one, and then I went to a GL two and then an XL one and an XL two, which were all the Canon cameras. And that GL one was pretty high tech back in <clears throat> 2001. You use a little mini, um, I get what they call a high eight disc, uh, not a disc, but a little uh, tape. And that was always difficult because you couldn't go back and watch your hunting footage because if you did, let's say you shoot an animal and missed or didn't miss, and you went, you could lose, you'll lose your time code. And I know people that filmed over the top of the whole kill shot because they didn't go back to the right time code when they started filming again. And that's a wonderful thing about digital. You can play it, you can rewind it, you can look at it as many times you want, and it doesn't hurt anything. And that's, I mean, the digital stuff is, is really important. Um, you know, I used to shoot slide film. And if you, let's say the film was overexposed a little bit or you had it in the wrong setting or everything was done. So I would always shoot one roll and then put another roll in and shoot it just as a backup. Or if we had two of us, like I say, Brian and I and Brad were hunting, we would all shoot and hopefully one of us would end up. But now... So could, moving from 1932 to the present. Yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> now you have obviously... I, I know a lot of people, I, I, I filmed entire hunts with my phone. I, I've been using a Samsung right now as a Note 9, and the new iPhones, uh, I think they're 11 model out now. If you are not trying to do stuff for TV and just want to do for, say, uh, YouTube videos, promo videos, I've got enough content just with my phone because I have a 128 card and I have a 128 internal, and then I always have my laptop with me and I have a portable hard drive, so if i got a lot of footage, I can transfer it through. What would you call it? TV? TV. TV at oh television yeah, yeah that yeah. antiquated piece of <laughs> well okay. it's still nice to watch on a TV yeah you can watch it on a TV on a but, smart TV but, but who who goes to TV anymore um, so anyway yeah um, <laughs> right but what are the I mean the poor companies they're just going to go crashing because uh, well how how what's the age differential between people who absolutely will never even know what cable is I don't know that's a whole other podcast but I do know this. That I would rather watch your stuff that you filmed on your Samsung and done that way and with a small camera and have it edited by a really good editor and make a storyline more than I would to watch an over-videoed... 22 and a half minute Yeah, story. it makes no sense to me. So anyway, go well, ahead. So in the last... So 
in the last couple of years, I've been using uh, what we call the uh, phone cam. A company called Tines Up makes it. I've had a lot of the other ones. I've had phone scopes. I've had other no-name ones. I can't even remember the names. But with that, when we're doing a film, and I film several times with the best of the West guys, and their cameraman is excellent, and we'll try and get two cameras on a kill shot, especially most of your Asian hunting and your stone sheep hunting, you're not shooting animals at 50 or 100 yards. You're typically shooting in excess of 300 and so even with some of the new good DSLR cameras, you're not going to get a great kill shot like up close and personal if it's three, four, especially even 500 yards. So by me filming through the phone scope, um, I can, or the phone cam, whichever one you want to use, uh, I can get this animal, literally, I can take the whole animal in the viewfinder at three, 400 yards. So what you need to explain too is it's not just the phone cam. Phone cam's the adapter and it's just the adapter system that goes on your spotting yeah, they're scope. Different. You're, you're using your cam. You, you're you're, you're using filming your, through the spotting yeah. scope. And I typically film through an angled, either like a Leica, Swarovski, or Zeiss, depending if I have mine or we're using one of the other people. And usually an 85 mil. You want to make sure the lenses are real clean because any dust on the eyepiece or the, the objective lens are going to you know screw things up. You're the guy at Western Sky Media. He gets pissed at me when he does that. His name is Brian, and he's sitting right here at the table. He's like, hey, clean your lens. Hey, get be- get better editing equipment. But that's film. But the other thing that's really handy is we've saved a lot of arguments with local guides and the hunters because there's you you record exactly what happened at the shot and you can see if the animal stepped out of the viewfinder. You can see if the animal was hitting the horn or if it was hitting the body, and so you're not dealing with an unknown. So for that right there, it's been huge in game recovery and knowing what you need to do with follow up shots. It's really good for identifying animals. I use my phone cam all the time for identifying and recording animals. So if we're doing, a, in, say, a scouting area in Spain or in Turkey where you can go back and relocate the animals a lot of times, you know, we, um, we, we can record that. And so you see and you can compare. You can age the animals really close. You can throw it on your laptop. You can watch on your phone. So for those reasons, I love it. I still, if you're going to do these serious hunts, I still have my Leica. I think it's called a Deluxe 3 or 4, which at the time was about a $600 camera. And that actually came with a digital system that slips right over the top of my Leica. So you had Leica on Leica, and that did a great job. But honestly, it doesn't do as good a job as my phone with the phone cam. And it's a little bit easier to pack because I don't have that. The the, the camera's a little bit heavier. Um, The the key is with all this stuff is everything. The camera is actually not USB charging compatible. Um, So that the batteries on it, you have to plug it into a cigarette lighter or a wall outlet. So I still have to bring two or three batteries. The key right now is I have a couple different battery packs sat here. Um, I, I typically get the ones that are, this one is 10,000, I believe. This one, Sorry, this one is actually 7,400 milliamps. And then um, I have another one that's 12,000 milliamps. Check, the, check that one against this for size because that's 26,800. 26, yeah, so and it's not that much bigger. Yeah, so this is, if you're going to go do a lot of stuff at the base camp, this is great. During the day, I'll pack like one of these guys. Right. You just got to figure they, they don't always charge the same. So if you have a 10,000 one and you have a 3,000 size phone battery in your phone, it doesn't mean it will fully charge it three times. I, f- I found out that you, you have to cut it down. And as these batteries age, you'll get a lot less charges out of them. And it depends if you're also using your phone when you're charging them. So another trick when, when you get these USB battery packs, I get ones that always have, have two holes in them. Um, typically one is two amps. The other one might be one amp or one's 2.4. So don't get the one, make sure you have... Um, at least one of the holes that has at least a 2 or 2.4 amp charge and it charges your phone faster. And um, I take an extra, if it's a really important product, I take an extra uh, cable. 
I've had cables, you know, where it felt, you know, you're trying to charge it while you're hiking and the cable gets stretched out and then it won't charge your product anymore. So have, have I, I recommend, yeah, I recommend two cables per any important item. Like my Samsung takes a different cable than, than Brian's iPhone and Brad has an iPhone also. And um, then you, there's a lot, most of the other stuff is a standard USB, which just charges most of your other phones. Oh yeah, the Apple. So you got three different things. And I, I recommend two cables for everything because the cables are light. I usually have a shorter one, which gives you less loss of energy and it, it just charges faster. A really long cable is great if you're like in a hotel room, but if you're in the mountains, you don't need like a six foot or 10 foot cable. And those will charge a lot, just a lot slower and you have a lot more energy loss between the, the, out, the, uh, the battery. And um, so in general, you just gotta figure out how, mu how much you're gonna use your phone. And if it's cold weather or you're gonna do it, get stuck in a tent, and your board is crap, you're going to end up doing a lot more texting and a lot more in-reaching. Because by the time you got to charge your in-reach, in-reach will last about two, two and a half days. If you're not using it, I just leave it on most of the time. But if I'm running low, I'll turn it off. Your Mine cell phone, lasts a lot longer than yours then. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, well, it depends. If I turn it off, it'll last, it'll right. last a week or 10 days. But if you leave it on all the time, um, then it only lasts two, two and a half days. Right. One of the things I found, Brian, I'm going to just interrupt real quick because you got me thinking. This last year, what I did was I went to a Fuji film. It's a five times optic wide zoom, but mm -hmm. it, it's it. And, and I ran this with a little tripod all year long. Yep, that's perfect. And, and I could do the self filming. I could set it up. I could take pictures with it. And then I also used this for my kill shot. Which is your like, iPhone, which iPhone? Is my iPhone, the yep. phone cam. And then now what I've done, because I'm, I'm really went with your groove of these battery packs mm -hmm. and the smaller cables. So I just ordered, and I have it in one of those new Sony mirrored cameras. Oh, yeah. That, um, that go out that, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and so. Is you, it's mirrored or mirrorless? Did you mirrorless. Get the new? Mirrorless. Okay, yeah, yeah. The mirror, new mirrorless. Sorry. And I'm not good with remembering all the gadgets' names. Um, so I got that. So, so my system this year is going to be that this and literally that little camera so I can self-film or hand it to a guy you can film me I can film you and the thing I like about it is the cables are all those micro USB and they plug into these chargers and I don't have to have 400 different batteries and yeah. the little batteries I have are there so so I just I, I wanted to share that with you because you got me thinking I've went totally to your minimalist system but maximizing it with more batteries more cords so I can interchange everything yeah and like your little bitty camera here is great it looks like even a waterproof one or water it resistant it's so and your little tripod's like three inches tall four inches tall and that's great for taking because I, I like taking pictures with my big tripod like my big swirl mm -hmm. tripod but if you got to shoot if you want to shoot down low and get up, some mm -hmm. animals look better. You can't. Like, moose doesn't look good that way. No. And some of the other ones, but sometimes your sheep do. do. Yeah. Your ibex typically no. But so you just have to know other animals different. So now you can go low, and I, then if you want to, just take off the head plate, or I have an, I always pack an extra head plate. It's funny you I say that. And I throw it on my big tripod. Then we can do the group pictures, because usually the local guys aren't great camera people, and they always give you too much ground, and then you're, so the sky's right at the top of your head, and they have two feet of ground at the bottom of your feet. So in, in order to avoid any, you know, like trying to check and make sure they do anything right, I'll just take my cell phone and set it up on, there's clamps that actually clamp on your um, cell phone, and they screw to your plate. So I always pack an extra plate, and we, so that way we're taking one and do the self-timer. And then <laughs> mine has a little, my, my, I have a Note 9, which I can do remote. It's like a little Bluetooth uh, clicker. Yeah, you know what? It's I, I guess that's what you've done for me, and I hope it we're doing for everybody listening today. 
is that individually you come up with the system because this is my favorite system now, and I don't feel like I'm ever compromised. Because no. when I'm done hunting, I just throw it actually in my, um, in my briefcase. Yeah. So when I'm traveling, I have the same thing with me, and it's amazing what I can go, oh, I'm going to film Are that. you not going to bring the little Panasonic that we usually mm. use? You're going you're gonna to scrap that. Yeah, because sure. I, I did. Because that's got a 50X. I actually filmed with one of those once, Brian. A camera like that it was a, it was my Leica, and I filmed once with a Nikon. The quality is definitely not as good. Those little handy cams that you put your hand in, the, and mm -hmm. it's like riding a horse. The one th the great thing about those is when you're riding, th th this is easier to fall out of your hand. You can have to ram it around your neck, your cell phone. You put that thing on the, like the handy cam, you know, the old saying. That is, if you want to film action, like you're riding along and, you know, you can either do that or put like a, we, we've strapped the GoPros on our head with a, Looks like a headlamp, but it's not close. That's better for like walking up a really good creek. But filming, I've got pretty good at like taking a fairly inexpensive video camera and then filming with that and combine it with like your still camera. Because I filmed a lot of video with a still camera and it's still not as good as a video camera. And it's I might harder, carry harder one of those little handy cameras. Maybe. But, but uh, it's not as easy. I've for done me. it with Just the, get your system dialed in before. Mm, I do. I, I have August a good one. I filmed all your shit last year. But, uh, but <laughs> um, another, another really good trick, another good trick that we did for filming. <laughs> He's writing that down. <laughs> Beep that well, out. One thing, see, like this thing, you could take this little guy, Brian. <laughs> And put your your little your little bitty basically a mini camera, compact camera, and put that out in front of the shooter just like this, like we have yes. off to his right side, about two feet out. Hit record. Now you don't have to go retake the shot. Now you're recording as he's shooting. Now you have another, usually a DSLR or some kind of a more professional camera on a tripod, and I'm filming with my phone cam attached to my. Um, cell phone exactly through my Leica right. or the Zeiss. Now you got two kill shots. So if one's a screw up. So typically the one is zoomed out a little bit. So if the animal runs off, he's still on the screen. And the guy who's running the, uh, the, the camera is usually zoom, zoomed in more. So it's a tighter kill shot. So now you got two kill shots and you get the hunter's reaction that's not faked. So you can see. And then you always take the camera off that has the best zoom. I mean, the, the, the widest field of view and go right to the, the hunter or the client. And then you, you have 100% live time. So you can see exactly there's no way that somebody can ever say that, Oh, you doped that that shot in or well, something. Well, that's what I want to do with the mirrorless. That's why I want it's, it's mirrorless, right? Well, they it, have both. Yeah, um, but that's it's true why digital. I want that. It is true digital, and like this type of videoing in in in, with, in front of a fire, the light. Uh, Did you get that, the one that Tracy has? Um, no, the smaller one. It's new this year. Oh. It's even smaller. It's, it's, it, I don't know if it's. It, yeah, I'll show it to you. I'll bring it in. Yeah. You're gonna like it. Um, but anyway, it's, uh, um, I just wanted to tell you that, that you've helped me and I appreciate that because, You're welcome. and, and all those cords, you don't need a lot of weight now, like we used to No. and we don't. And, and so at the end of the hunt, I have the little USB memory sticks and let's say if I'm, I'm, I was overseas for almost two months one time, I'll take like a half a dozen to a dozen and every client and every main guy that goes on the trip, I will at the end of the trip, download all my footage, put it on a hard drive. And then from the hard drive, I make the USB and then everybody leaves, and I never have to mail stuff to anybody. And then they have a really good, they have the video, they have the raw video, they have the raw whatever, and now they can take it. And if they have some good stuff, I'll get it from them at that time too. That's a really good point, and that's what we did on our goat hunt this year, that goat combo hunt in British Columbia. I just took this, downloaded it, and everybody had it immediately um, on the little disc, and I did the same thing with my iPhone. I have a thing now that you put a card in there. It's a card reader. And, yeah, yep. it's a card reader. And I just dumped everything to my iPad from both of these, and it was absolutely perfect. I had all the data there. So, because here's what else I found. If you don't get what works for you, 
then you won't feel comfortable filming with it and doing it. And and I I ran this all the time. Yeah, that worked well. And it worked really well. And uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, we, we another, did use the heck out of those little the fifty power the fifty optical zoom Panasonics uh, yeah, the for one our you long range shot. Yeah, the lo one you lost your card to. Yep. The um, one you lost yeah. my card to, yeah. That's no, you lost one because I didn't have it. The one I had didn't have a card in it, and we couldn't. And find we still it. used the 4K a lot last year. Mm, yeah, I didn't, but yeah. I'll tell you another thing I learned that I found, and and always learning something new. In, in September, I needed a, a couple extra camp radios, and mm. most of the radios always run on a big. You have to plug them into a wall outlet. Right. And if you some of the the ones like the Motorola's or the um not the Icom, there's another one that's a. Trying to think of the name. It's a more of a basic. A, you get a set of them for about $100, $150. But those chargers are designed only for 110 If you don't have an invert or converter unit and you plug them into a 220, it doesn't fry the bat battery, but it fries a charger, so it's done. So what I got is I got an, they have USB chargeable radios now. Now, mm -hmm. the range is not as far. And the wonderful thing is, though, obviously you can go out. So, so during the day, I have the big battery pack. I can charge them with this, or I can charge them with a two two um, pod uh, holder that'll charge two radios at the same time. And they run on triple A's. So I, I just tape three triple A's together. There's either three or four. So it's the same as my headlamp battery. So you can always during the day um, change the battery, have an extra battery. Cause I can't tell you how many times in central Asia in that cold weather, our batteries go dead and we can't communicate with the Jeeps. Somebody forgot to take, you know, an extra battery. And then you can't, you lose contact with people in this way. We got the in-reaches for long distance, and we got the radios for close if we're trying to have somebody bring the horses around the corner. So I can just leave the radio on. Because we used to always have to, if you go on like an 8 or 10-day backpack trip, the radio on, turn it on at, at 2 p.m., turn the radio on at 4. So you have two, three hours if somebody needs something, and you, you can't communicate with them. So I found I just try and go everything USB or AAA, which is really light. And then, of course, like your Kestrels and those um, have to use, what is it, 2032 batteries? And then um, some of the watches are 2032, and then uh, the rangefinder is a um, CR is a CR2. So, and the CR2 batteries will last the entire um, they'll last the entire season. If you, I just put a new one in every year, and then I pack the old ones as a backup in case somebody's battery goes dead. Your Kestrel, your Kestrel's double A, isn't it? That's right. Sorry, I have a different one. I have a wind. I also have a wind. You got the something. little, yeah, the, the little, that yeah, and little that, one. that runs on the the Kestrel is a double triple uh, A's, I think. Remind me tomorrow or this afternoon to bring in. Lindley got me some radio headsets with the little radios that you charge with a USB, and they have little chargers on them. And, or you can run them on batteries. They're multi-purpose. We got them for skiing this year. There's a set of four. And so you can be at the top of the bottom of the mountain skiing and go, okay, come on down. And it, they are epic. They're unbelievable. They're crystal clear. They have a little headset that goes in. You basically whisper in them and talk if you're on the right channel. And they're really legitimate. So you don't have to run the wire from your, your um, handheld uh, radio anymore? No. Like, which is what we would do if you're in an area where it's really windy and you can't hear each other talk. You put the, put the little headpiece yep, in. just put the little headpiece yeah. in, boom, and they pick it up. They're, they're super handy. I'll show them to you. They weren't that expensive either. But uh, any, any last thing you, you got before we uh, um, let the... Uh, uh, let this podcast call it a wrap, um, or something like that. Just basically, this stuff's. I mean, how, how why this is so important uh, to always have the extra batteries and battery packs with you. We were in a hunt. I don't know four years ago with the radios that had the four double A's, and the other battery was already de dead. The rechargeable one was on a backpack trip, and the four double A's were in there. But I had to leave the radio on to communicate where we were going because we couldn't see where we were going and it was foggy, and we just had to leave it on. And uh, the, my radio went dead, 
and I had, but I did have my GPS with me, my old GPS, and I had two AA batteries in it, and I had a pack of two AA batteries for the GPS. So I was able to dig into my pack, steal those, put those in, and was able to communicate enough with the radio to get by. Otherwise, we would have been, we, we, we would never have been able to recover the animal. We would, it would have been total disaster. So you, you think it's kind of like having, you know, your mountain money butt wipes, and you think you're not going to get sick, and then you get Giardia or something on day two or three, and you plan on, you know, so many sheets a day. No, take extra sheets, take extra battery packs, because, it, I mean, it doesn't happen that often, but when it does happen, it can really make the hunt a, a disaster. I couldn't agree more. And your cord idea is amazing. Take several different little cords, plug them in. These battery, pa- these battery packs are amazing. There's many of them out there. Um, and uh, yeah, make sure you get the ones with the micro USB. The, the, you don't want a proprietary charge system either. Some no. of them have proprietary charge now, systems. Now, one other thing. People ask me very often about solar panels. For charging, if you're in Alaska or British Columbia, where it may not be sunny for two or three days, and you're counting on your solar panel, bad. Solar panels are <laughs> are backup for like a camp, a base camp situation. If you're going to be doing backpacking trips where you can't, you're going to be hiking most of the day, and you don't have a way to monitor your solar panel, I would say you're better off taking an extra battery pack, a, a ten or twelve thousand battery pack is about the same weight as a light solar panel. And a bigger solar panel would be the, probably the same weight as Brad's 26,000. And so unless you're charging a massive amount of things, like trying to recharge drones and, and things like that, then you might want to take like a goal zero or something like that that you can recharge with a big, big solar panel. But that's exceptional. Most of the time, these guys have generators in camp or a big solar panel in camp. But I have all the backpack hunts we've done. I have had to take solar chargers, but I've had times where they didn't work for three or four days. And don't ever charge like a, like a phone with a solar panel. Always charge the battery pack and then charge a phone because you can get a lot of fluctuations in the current and it's hard on them. Better to have the battery get screwed up than, than one of your electronics. So always charge the battery and leave it there in the sun for a couple days or if it's raining. Um, have it jerry-rigged in the tent if you're going to be gone. Um, sometimes your base camp is set up and anyway that's little things that it doesn't sound like much but I've had times too where it's counting on a solar panel and you had fog and rain for three days way better to bring extra batteries it's very seldom where you the batteries are going to be much much heavier than the solar panel on a, on a wilderness type trip excellent I like it well there it is for all you guys that want to know what to take out there uh, we do. I, I literally have two or three, sometimes four cameras, but the phone adds an extra camera. These little ones, I know Brian has the same. I know Brad has the same. We just uh, take them out there. Uh, these battery packs are amazing. We appreciate you listening. Go check us out at rollingbones.com. Rollingbones.com or give us a call, 605-644-8000. We're here to take your call. We're here to answer your message. You got. Uh, I just talked to a guy from Alaska today that is a member of ours that Wanted to wants to come out to South Dakota hunt and wanted to know what the best unit is. He'd been here a couple times and he wanted some advice. That's why we're here. We love to talk hunting. Give us a shout or send us an email. Appreciate you listening today. Be safe, be healthy, and have a great week.